If you're listening to Bigfoot Club on any of these platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa, YouTube, Listen Notes, or Deezer, please give us a comment, a like, a subscription. Give us a follow. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, please like and follow us on Bigfoot Club Facebook page. We are Bigfoot Club 1. That's number 1. We're also on Twitter. Our handle is at Bigfoot Club 1. If you have any Bigfoot paranormal or strange stories, please email us at BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Please check out Matt Knapp's YouTube channel, Bigfoot Crossroads and Cryptic Tales. Also give a listen to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks with John and Cecilia Clark. They are on all platforms. Bigfoot Club, episode 39, Robert Jesse Dominguez. Continue our interview with Oscar Mendoza. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, like I like I said, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I I write the stories for for La Raza, you know, for yeah. people. But but it's funny because you know other, you know, I get contacted all over the world. I mean, all over the world, man. I get people contact me from Africa, from Saudi Arabia, from London, from Japan, from all over the world. They tell me the same story. Dude. It's kind of weird. You know, they all like relate to something I said. And they're like, oh, you know, you know, sorry, I'm Google translating this, and, but I, I, you know, I need your help and this and that, this. And I, you know, so many people want my help. I was like, man, it's um, it's it's it, it's scary, you know, because everything, you know, like everything I said, people, something's happened like that to somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. And my question is, is, is it the same demon? You know, is it the same thing? Um. Because it, it seems like whatever it is, it it it, it, it hunts people down. You know, it's it's funny because I always tell people that I understand why kids go missing. You know, sometimes you know, you know, there's kids that go missing in their in their room or in the woods or in their backyard because these things, whatever these things are, they take them. You know, they take them. Because when I was a little kid, man, these things come after me like crazy. They wanted me, you know. I am, um, and that's why I with that zombie ghost clown thing and, and the pig man and the smiling man all come from it. Uh, in, in Netflix, they make it seem like it's one person. Mm-hmm. In reality, it was, it was different demons, mm. you know. And, and it, it's very scary, man, because, you know, if you have kids, how do you defend your kids from something like that? Right. You can't. There, there isn't because this thing is under the bed, it's in the closet, you know, especially, you know, like little ones. And I remember when I was, when I first had my daughter, and I was, I was praying to God that she didn't have my gift. You know, I was like, don't, I don't want her to suffer like I suffered. I suffered a lot when I was younger. Um, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny because when you're a kid and you're asking your parents for like a psychiatrist, you know, because you think you're crazy, mm-hmm. you know, small kid is asking their parents that, you know, and, and I did actually, growing up, I did have a counselor that, that she only, not only did she believe my story, she wanted to take me away from my parents or, or from the house, you know, because she thought the house was haunted because I used to come, I used to go to school with bruises and bite marks and scratches and stuff. And, and, I, and she knew it wasn't my parents, you know, she, she knew. So she, she would do these, 
you know, she would she would um, do these like sessions where she would put me in a room, and she had her husband the camera. And they were asking me these questions and showing me these cards, and you know, like like they're, they're trying to see if I had any kind of like weird abilities. <laughs> and well, you know, if you hang around around me long enough, you'll see stuff too. Yeah, you know, and I felt you know. You know, I was just going to say, I, when I was watching the show um, on Netflix and um, Travel Channel, I felt really bad for you. Because, like, I know you were, because I, mean, I can relate. You were saying, you know, growing up in Oak Cliff, you were, you you know, whenever you're poor, you don't you don't have the option to, you know, hey, I want to change rooms or, hey, I want to move out of this house. Right. And if and if your parents yeah. and, and, and if your parents don't support you, you just, just got to tough it out. I think that's kind of a common theme with, with a lot of a lot of ghost stories like that, you know, like. I can't remember uh, the the one that the haunting in Connecticut's based on. Right, that that was the thing. It's like they just moved into this house and had basically gone broke for this, so they could be closer to the hospital for their kid to get treatment, and mm. he still needed to take his treatment, and all this stuff was happening. So, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, you know, they're upside down in this house. They just gotta have to deal. So I yeah. I, I, I feel bad for you, Oscar. I mean, um, no, watching uh, that it, episode. It's it's weird because I don't I don't haven't even seen those episodes. You know why? Why? Because as soon as I uh, these things will come back, mm. I lock them away in my mind. And people don't understand this is raw emotion, dude. This is, this is you know. Let, let me let me start from the beginning, dude. When when I, when I was born, I um I was born different. You know, I, I my parents, my mom, you know, was different. It, it uh because you know I would you know I won't. My mom would find me in the closet when I was a little kid, you know, like a baby, or find me like like on the floor, and she didn't understand why, you know. When I started getting older, I I started getting visited by this thing called the I call the smiling man, and this this was like a really skinny person wearing the suits and wearing the uh, like one of those fedora hats, and he had a huge smile like the Joker but bigger. And he would just sit there, look at me, and he would follow me home. And and, and what, the first time I was there by myself, I, I went looking for my aunt. And I, and I remember my mom gave me a dollar. I was like maybe four years old, five years old. I gave me a dollar, and I used to go down Davis. You know what Davis is at? Back in the days, there used to be like a bodega at the end of Davis by the hospital, and um, there was like a like three buildings there. So we used to go down there to buy candy and stuff. And, and I thought my aunt, which is my dad's little sister, had left me. So I went down the alley behind Bishop, by, by next to um, Haynes and Bishop. There's an alley that you could take. And I was walking down that alley. I we was like four or five years old. That's when it attacked me, man. This thing, I guess it finally figured, you know, got me by myself. And it followed me. It, 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 I saw it come out of like a cross face like a zombie man mm. and it, it 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 looked at me and i made eye contact with it and then i guess it realized i could see it so it started following me like it had this weird like movement where like it didn't have a spine you know so it was like trying to catch itself so like, this thing would follow me and then i remember thinking oh shit and then when i saw it really close to me i peeked my pants you know i was little little so I started running to the bodega, and then in there, I told the guy, you know, it was a Cuban guy, he was like, hey, something's following me. And so he, his son, you know, jumped over the counter, and he looked around, he didn't see anything. And he goes, go wash yourself in the restroom. So I went to wash myself in the restroom. And then inside the restroom, I, it was, he was there, you know, the thing he was waiting for me. The lights would flicker off and on, and he was there, you know. So I ran out and I told the guy, hey, he's in the restroom, he's in the restroom. So they both went in there with baths, but they didn't see anything, you know, and, and, um, and they go, well, you're, I think you're, you're on the next door at the laundromat. So I went next door, you know, because it was just a room across. So I walked in the next room and they were in the same room and nobody was there. And it was, it was, it was, you know, it, Stuff like that, you know, it it, it was it would attack me violently. Like these things, whatever these things were, they, they were very violent. They would bite me. They would choke me. They would they would do all kinds of weird shit to me, man. And um, it, 
funny because when I started school, you know, this counselor, she, she, you know, she was really young and she was super young and she, she believed me, you know, she believed me that something was attacking me and she, she, you know, man, she was, she did all kinds of stuff, you know, to help me. And her last resort was to like, get me out of the house. And my parents won't let her like, uh-uh, you know, this is my kid, you know, this is, you know, can't do anything about it. And she was like, we need to get him out of that house kind of thing. And it's it just a whole thing happening. You know, my mom's like, no, no, because I was like, what, six, seven years old. <clears throat> and this lady knew something was in that house attacking me, you know, because, uh, you know, let me tell you about the pig man story. And, and I'm, you know, the smiling man, you know, you know, what's going on. My dad had found this this, um, this house in Oakland. You know, so I was complaining so much about this guy. And my dad found this house, like, down the street, literally down the street. And um, he had this deal with this old lady that if he moved all her stuff, he could move in. You know, he'll sell the house to her. And it was just the old lady living with, like, 20 cats. And so, um, you know, my dad and my brother and, and myself, we... we you know, at the time, I think my brother was like eight, and I was like seven, and um, we were moving stuff out of, uh, of our house. You know, it took us all day to just do the living room and the, the bedroom, and then finally, my dad goes, whoever cleans these bedrooms, it's, it's your room. So, you know, my brother was like, heck, yeah, you know, because we lived in an apartment, and we shared a room. So, this is the first time where we were going to get our own room, so we are desperately trying to get these rooms cleared out, and my brother had gone to get some chickens. And then I told my dad, let me open that door there because there was one room that nobody's touched yet. And I couldn't open it because it was locked. It's one of those old timey locks where it has a long cylinder key and we didn't have it. And so we asked the owner, hey, uh, do you have the key? And she goes, no, we haven't opened that door like in 20 years. He goes, but there's nothing but junk in there. And he goes, well, you know, well, whatever. So I went back to the room with the screwdriver because I was going to pop that, that um, lock, you know. And when I walk in, I mean, when I walk into the kitchen, because the kitchen, was, the room was next to the kitchen, and I walk, when I walk next to it, the door was open. I said, how'd you know? You know, did I do that? Because I couldn't figure out. Maybe I kicked it hard enough that it opened. So I didn't really care. And, you know, at the time, there was, we didn't have any lights or any water because we're, you know, there were between the transition between moving, you know. Um, so I, I got a candle. And at this time, I was right, like six or seven at night. So it was coming, you know, it was um, it was getting dark, but it wasn't dark yet. So I opened the door, right, and I got a little ca- birthday candle, and I walk in. And it's nothing but boxes, man, huge boxes. Like she said, it was a storage area. It was huge. It had no windows, nothing. It was just, it was just a huge place. So I, I walk in, I turn to the left, and I keep on walking. And I start smelling this weird, like, manure smell dude like like cat piss you know and, and and it was really cold and just remember this lady had like uh, like a hundred cats you know something cats she had she had a lot and i started walking and then i hit the wall and then once i hit the wall that's when i heard it i heard pig noises you know when, whenever they're cleaning a pig and they're going, wah, wah, mm-hmm. like that you know that's what i heard so I quickly turn around and I, I walk and I hit this man's belly. This, you know, I hit him and he swung like he was hanging from the from the ceiling. And he had this black coat and this red vest. I remember seeing the pattern from the vest. I remember seeing his shirt. And I remember his body like this dangling. And then I look up and he has this rope around his neck. He's like this big dude. I had the rope around his neck, and I wanted to see his face, but I couldn't see it, you know? And that's when he grabbed my shoulder, and he goes, hey, boy, what are you doing here, you know? And then I took off running, bam! You know, I took off running, and I, I went the opposite direction, and then I, I remember hitting the wall so hard that I saw stars, and I turned around, and I could see this dude just floating towards me. When I could hear those pigs behind him, all all around me, so I started crying, and then all of a sudden my dad kicks the door down, bam! And he grabs me. He goes, "How the hell did you get in this room? It was locked." And not only that, but I was in the closet in the room, 
And he goes, he goes, how the hell did you get in this room and in this closet? It was all locked. He pulled me out, right? And I was crying. And he goes, are you all right? What's going on? And I didn't, I didn't want to tell him what I saw because we just left in the apartment because I was scared of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell him that because it was haunted, too. So I, I kept it to myself, and that ended up being my room. And um, so this thing, whatever it was, it kept on attacking me every night. And it would talk to me at night. And so what I ended up doing, I ended up sneaking in, like, NyQuil bottles and drinking them. I was, like, seven, eight years old to knock myself out. And I could sleep under my bed, you know, I just sleep under this. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stop whatever it was. And, um, and that's why that, that teacher was always trying to take me away from that house because he thought the house was haunted, but in reality, it was me that was haunted. You know, I could have gotten to any house. Now, I, something would have been in there, you know, trying to get me. I was going to, was, was that, is, is this the house that you went to, you went to Sunset with or you were still at Sunset whenever? Uh-huh. Okay. That's the same house my parents still live in. And, you know, and, and fun fact that nobody uses that room right now. We mm. use it as storage. <laughs> the same way the other families at the storage, we use it as storage too. Do you ever? Never. Did you ever? I mean, I know you see these you see these entities all the time. Do you ever like, especially with your your parents' house? Did you ever like research like who was there before or who this person was or anything like that? You know what? I I, I did try once and I couldn't find anything. The only thing I did find was that the the area we we're in was a farm. It was like farming area. Mm, okay. And I, I believe that maybe they raised pigs there, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you know, the, the stuff like that, you know, it scares me. But when I hear other things, when I was in college, I moved out to San Antonio. And um, I came home and my aunt lived in my room. My aunt, my, my, my mom's younger sister, lived in my room, right? And then we were having a cookout and my aunt pulls me to the side. And she goes, hey, let, let me talk to you for a second. I'm like, okay. He goes, have you ever seen anything in that room? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, do you ever see the pig? Remember, I never told her anything about it. I never told anybody what I saw. You know, I, um, she goes, I, I see a pig in the closet. And I see a man hanging from the closet from his neck. He goes, have you seen that? He goes, I keep that door locked all the time. And, and, and I, I freak, you know, I was like, yes, I've seen him before, you know, and and then she told me a story about that when my parents went to Mexico, that they had left um, my dad's best friend in the house, and um, and that um, she was she wasn't staying there; she was staying in some other house. But he called her and he told him he told him what happened, and he goes, "Well, what happened?" He goes, "Well, he stayed the night there. He stayed the night in my parents' room, and he said that he woke up at night and he heard pigs in the in." The blue room, which is the room that was mine, he heard pigs crying and he heard the door slamming. And so he took off running, you know, and, and took off running and, and, and he called her from some other house. He goes, I'm not staying in this house anymore, you know. I say, wow. And, you know, it's funny because we all didn't, you know, I didn't know these stories, but other, you know, my aunt was telling me about this thing. And she was really scared, man. She goes, man, he goes, I saw some evil stuff in that house. It's like, by the time somebody believes me, you know. <laughs> yeah, what's 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 great about this is that you didn't tell them anything. They just they came back to you and told you about it, and that was that's a great thing about here. It's uh, uh, the validation, you know. Now the, you know it's it's funny because people always think that ghosts look a certain way or something. They don't, man. Because I really saw what this thing was. I I saw because my brother. One, you know, he he could see things too, but not like me. And he always told me that he sees huge spider in the corner of our room, or corner of my room that would sit in the corner. And 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 I say, well, tell me how the spider looks like. He goes, it has a face like a man, and has like long arms, and it hangs in the corner. And at night, it comes down and walks like a person. I was like, holy shit, you know, like. You know, it, 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 so it, it didn't just haunt me. It haunted my brother, too. But the scariest thing I ever heard was from my neighbor. You know, you know, years passed, and my neighbor's older. You know, he's like oh, in his 30s or whatever. 
we're having beers, man, and we're just talking. And he goes, "Hey, man," he goes, "He goes, man," because what happened was that he he owned a duplex, right? He lived on one side with his family, and he rented the other side to like a like a regular family. And he told me he told me that um, they couldn't keep him in that duplex. He goes, and people only last like a month. And I asked him why. He goes, dude. He goes, every family complained that it was haunted. He goes, that they, they would hear a pig at night, you know. And the thing was like, they heard a pig. Goes, yes. Like, holy shit, the same thing I heard, you know. So I guess it was haunting the whole street, not just my house, you know. So I was like, man, that that I was I, when somebody confirms. Yeah, you know your story. It 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 makes it even scarier because it's still there. You know, whatever this thing is, it's it's never left. It's still there. You know, we just um, we just locked, so you, we locked it in the room. Did your parents ever? I know you 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 kind of say on the show that you that your dad doesn't talk about stuff like that. But did your parents ever talk about that they seen stuff or? Oh oh yeah, now they do. It um back back then you know it, it was like a taboo man it was like you know what my parents always told me not to fear the dead after fear the living you know and I'm thinking that's true you know it is true man but when you when you see stuff like that dude it, it breaks your mind you know it, it really does man because your 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 brain isn't wired to see stuff like that you know it, it, it's it's you know because I'm like I said I'm a logical person. And the first thing I do is want to logically explain what's going on. And then sometimes I think, maybe I'm just seeing it in my mind. Then I wake up with bruises and bites and stuff. And I know it's real. You know, I I know 100% it's real. And I wish it wasn't. You know, I I wish, I wish, because people always say, oh, man, you you know, you got blessed by God. You can see these things. Like, no, man, Mm -hmm. it's not a blessing, but a curse, dude. It's it's a curse because you can't I can't stop it, you know I don't I, I don't even know how to stop it. I just I'm like a it's, a, it's like being in a roller coaster man. You're on there. You don't want to be on there, but you're still on there. And it's it's um, that's why I always felt with my mind when I see these paranormal shows that they're looking for things, and I'm always telling myself, man, they don't know what they're asking for. Yeah, you know because. If they find what they're looking for, I promise you, it will end up good. I get, um, I, I mean, I've been on other paranormal shows like podcasts and they, uh, people ask me, uh, you know, Hey, I wish I could see this or I wish I could, you know, vi- you know, have ghosts visit me. I said, no, you don't, you know, cause you open that door, you're, yeah. you're never going to be able to close it ever. They don't understand ever. it. They want cheap thrills. Yeah. And people think it, it's you know, it's easy to do too. It's not something that's really all that common. And I think a lot of people, at least in my experience, they get jaded about that because they think, oh, well, I mean, on TV you don't have a person off screen in real life pulling that filament string or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or editing it. Yeah, because like uh, especially right. especially when people ask me about big, you know, what's more scary, Bigfoot or paranormal? I say paranormal because Bigfoot you can you can go home and you're okay. Yeah. But not paranormal. So they learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. But, oh, hey, Stephen. You know I... <laughs> oh, I'm <sorry>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I was just so intrigued with the stories. That, yeah. you know, I was like, well, I was oh, asking when we took a break. I was like, did did he like? Is he still there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. I'm looking over my shoulder a couple of times, but oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Oscar, hey, continue, man. Know, I'm sorry. I, no, that's fine. I um I have a Wendigo story if you want to hear it. Oh, yes. always, man. Okay, oh, let yes. me tell you. We have an episode I, uh, with my my nephew on there, and I just went and visited my sister this weekend, and he's wanting to. It's like I need your help for a project. I want to build a Wendigo model, but I want to start with like a human skeleton, like a small one, not a real one. I'm like, oh well, that's <laughs> good. The small one, not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is I, this um, is this a firsthand um story? Oh, or yeah. This is a first-hand story. I have actually two Wendigo stories. I am, um, you know, I just took a DNA test, you know, just to, you know, for some reason, I thought my dad wasn't my dad. <laughs> so I wanted to prove it right because I, I look different from all my family. Yeah. You know, I, well, I feel different. I'm, I'm, I'm different, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, so I took one of those ancestry tests, right? And I came back with the result. And I, yes, I am my dad's dad. I mean, my dad's kid, right? But it came back with a really odd thing, dude. It came back that said it said I was sixty nine percent no 
64% American Indian. I was like, what? That's odd. You know, like, like literally, like, I think it was a Navajo or something. And I was like, well, that's weird, you know? And so I was like, how is that even possible? But you know what? Uh, it, it, it's a different story. Anyways, but this would explain what happened to me. Um, the first time I, I, I saw a window, I saw it in San Antonio. I um, we did a ghost tour, you know, and, and I no, when I, when I mean we did a ghost tour, I took my little brother because he came visit me in college. He was like 14, and I didn't have any money to take him to Six Flags. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you a ghost tour of San Antonio. So I took, I got him in my car, I took my friends with beer, and we went looking for ghosts, right? But with me, it's like, I'm, I'm like the magnet, you know, they, they come to me. So we went to all these different locations. And this is, I wrote, I wrote about this, by the way, but it, at the end, at this, you know, the last stop, it was this thing called um, Apache Lookout. And it's, it's like, a, like, a, like a big hill, and, in the, and on top of the hill, they have this, like, tower, and then, you you know, to get to this hill, you have to go around in, like, this trail and then go all the way up to this, this lookout, you know. And uh, supposedly, you see Indians and you see, like, gunfights because there's a lot of, like, slaughter people. And a lot of Indians were slaughtered in Syria and stuff. So it's supposedly really haunted. So I took my brother to this place. And, and not only my brother, but it was, like, a bunch of us. And um, it was around 3 in the morning when we got there. And we started walking in. And right halfway there, we 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 hear people talking. You know, like we're they're like he's over there, he's over there. You know, like we started freaking out. Like, oh shit, somebody else is here. And then my my friend goes, "Did you see that person?" He goes, "See what?" He goes, "I saw a man standing in the, in, uh, by the by the the tree. And he looked like he was wearing some like white paint." I was like, "No, I didn't see him." So I kept on walking, and then we heard gunshots. <laughs> oh shit so we started running to the car and I thought you know what let's just go home dude so my little brother's freaked out by this time and, and you know I took him to uh, you know Antonio at, at Chacho's and stuff which is like a real late night eating we had to eat some tacos whatever I came home and then I had a dorm room and I had my own room so my little brother was sitting on the floor and I stayed on the bed and then as soon as I fell asleep Something woke me up, and I got up really fast. You know, I felt this. Cause, you know, whenever something in the room, I could feel it, man. I could feel it on my skin. Something else was in the room with them. And my brother, my little brother, he also felt it. So he jumps on the bed with me. And then it's like, what's going on? You know, I could feel it. And then from the corner of the room, we saw this little Indian guy. He's wearing all white face. And he's wearing like, 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 like a a blue shirt. No, he's in a blue gray shirt for it. He's wearing like these pants, but he's an, he's an Indian. He's like, he's maybe like 15 years old. He's young. And he sees me and he grabs like a, like a, like an actor, like a whatever tomahawk. And he comes at me and he goes after me. Like he wants to hit me, but then he like halfway to me, he stops and he walks back slowly. And he sinks into this, like the darkness and stuff. But the way he looked, man, he looked like half animal, half human. You know, it, it was it was one of the oddest things ever. And I, I, I told my old brother, and my brother's like, "What the? What's that?" You know, we we didn't know what it was. We thought it was something that broke in. You know, and I, I think since I have like Indian blood, it followed me home, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it. it, it it wanted to say something to me. And then when it, we made contact, it, it, it didn't know anything else but to attack me. But it, it, it didn't attack me. It just like halfway did and it went away. That's kind of odd. So like, yeah, it is, right? Well, it, it, it's odd, you know, okay. We used to do like um, guy trips every year, right? And this time we went to um, Lake Tahoe. Well, my friends from college and it was a bunch of us. And uh, we, we went to this bar, like, we're in the middle of nowhere, and we had to cross this reservation. And then we needed to go to the restroom really fast, so we stopped, and everything was closed, like, three in the morning. So we, we took a, you know, a, a, a restroom break at the reservation, right? And then my friend was like, we shouldn't be doing this, dude, because 
it might be like sacred land or something. And he goes, man, we really got to go. So we, we, you know, we used the restroom. We got in the car and we took off. And then we're staying in the casino on the, is it a late soft lake Tahoe? And we're staying in the casino. And uh, so I had my own room and my, one of my friends had flown in and he didn't have a room. So he was staying with me. So he was staying in one bed. And I stayed in the other bed. Excuse me. And um, I, I at night, I when I when I was asleep, my friend wakes me up. Like he was scared shitless. He was just, he was like yanking me, like, dude, wake up, wake up. And I was like, what's wrong, dude? What the hell is wrong with you, man? He goes, you didn't feel it, you didn't see it. I said, see what? He goes, you're being attacked, man. You're being attacked in, in your sleep, and something was talking to you. You were talking in this weird language. He goes, what, what happened? He goes, man. I, 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 I heard you talking. I get it. You know, he says he got up, right? And he sees me. And I, I'm in this, like, position where I'm trying to protect my face and my hands, you know? And he says that I was talking to somebody that wasn't there. And that he, that whatever it was was attacking me and that stuff was flying around, all this stuff. And he was like, dude, he goes, I had to wake you up, man. I had to wake you up because I freaked out, you know? And I told him, damn, you know what I dreamed? He goes, I dreamed that. I was attacked by a by a, a man, half man, half wolf, frozen thing that it, it 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 came at me with a tomahawk and it was trying to hit me. And so in my dream, I was trying to like protect myself, right? And he goes, "Dude, you're talking in a like a different language." I was like, "Really?" And and you know, and so I asked one of the people down, you know, at the uh, lobby, you know, like what you know. But it, you know, because she was Indian, like, like, like a reservation. And she goes, you were attacked by a Wendigo. I was like, hmm, that makes sense. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I just assumed it was just another ghost. But that's what she said. It was a man. I, you know, he was, I, he was like, wow. I, um, yeah, but that happens to me anytime I visit, like, a Native American right. thing. Something always follows me home. Kind of thing, so eh, you know. But like I said, it it, it happens to me more than often, man. I um, <laughs> I have this funny story though. If you want to hear, it. it's about the Stanley Hotel. Yes, I, um, sure. We're <laughs> we were hotel. supposed to go to the Stanley Hotel, but yeah. then this thing called COVID happened. Well, I, well, I can tell you one thing. It's really haunted, man. It, it was coming from me. It, I said something. I um. Uh, me and my wife, we had to like get away because her job sent her to work there at a, not Stanley Hotel, but in Denver. And then so I, you know, she goes, "We're gonna have a romantic evening. We're gonna go stay at this real romantic hotel and at this park." And you know, we didn't we didn't know what it was. We just knew it was like really pretty, and it was it was like a getaway, you know, like it's a getaway for me and her. And um, well, you know, we get there. We we drove from Denver to this like two hour drive or like an hour for it, and um. We get there and they're, uh, they're double booked, and we're like, "Hold on, you don't have a room for us? Like, what are we supposed to do?" And he goes, "He goes, there's just one room, but I don't know if you're gonna want it." I said, "Fuck yeah, man! You, I'll pay more. What is it?" He goes, it, "It's a presidential suite, so if you don't mind paying like a hundred dollars more a, a night, and we'll give this to you." So, yeah, sure. I, 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 you know, they're booked, like big time booked. There was nothing left, and yeah, sure, I'll take it. So we took it, right? And I didn't know anything about the Stanley Hotel at all, like nothing. Right? You know, I, like I said, it was it was a, it was my wife's company trip. So I was just there as a guest, <laughs> and uh, and so we get there, and, and the guy goes, "Well, it's not ready yet, but you know, it's like just here's twenty five dollar coupon and go out there and you know buy beer or whatever because they had a bar there." He goes, "All right." So we went out there, and, and I noticed that. They have these keys, like in the souvenir shop. They have these keys and all this stuff. Like, oh, look, our room has a key. I wonder if there's everybody has a key, you know? And I was like, it was like room 435 or something on the fourth floor. And, um, you know, I, we didn't think nothing of it, dude. We did not think nothing of it. It was like, it was a beautiful place. So we went up there to the room and uh, we put our stuff in. And uh, we went out drinking, you know, went out, you know, have dinner and, and drank a little bit. And we come home, we come to the room, and then these these hotels don't have air conditioning, so you gotta open the window for the for the you know if you want to, it gets kind of too warm whatever. 
Um, so I'm a real light sleeper. I can't sleep unless it's, you know, I, I just can't sleep in an odd place. So my wife fell asleep really fast, but I did. I, I, I stayed up and finally, you know, I, you know, I was too tired, so I fell asleep. And at the time, my son was like maybe three years old, four years old. And then, you know, I don't know if you have kids, but whenever they're little, you can see them running around the room, you know, around your bed, kind of, you know, wake you up, whatever. Right? And I fell asleep. I swear to God, I saw this little blonde boy walk, run across the room and pull my leg. And I said, what the fuck? And I woke up real quick. I was like, no, nah, that had to be a dream, you know. So I fall asleep again, and they pulled my arm this time. I mean, really violently, man. And I said, holy shit, something's here. So I, what I do when that happens, I, I, I curl my feet up in my in my body. I put my make myself like a little ball, you know, mm. so they won't put my feet or, or or legs. And then this thing pulls the sheets, you know. And my wife goes, "What's going on?" I'm always nothing, nothing. Go to sleep, you know. And I'm trying to go to sleep, but every time I close my eyes, it pulls my legs. It pulls something, you know. So I finally called the the. the the concierge and I told him, hey man, do you have a, another room you could stay in? We can't really stay in this room. He goes, no, sir. He goes, that's the only room there is available. I said, man, I was tempted to sleep in the lobby, dude. It was really bad. I mean, whatever this thing was, wasn't letting me sleep. So, you know, I finally fell asleep and, and I wake up and I see this man sitting in a chair wearing this yellow suit with this like weird looking hat. And he gets, once we see each other, he gets up and he calls somebody. And these two little boys run to him and they go into the closet. And I was like, what the fudge was that? You know, because he was dressed like a Mountie. You know what a Mountie is? Like mm-hmm. one of those Rangers. Canadian, I thought he was dressed like Canadian guy, but yeah. Yeah. And, and um, he, uh, that boy, he was, except that his suit was like khaki or yellow-ish, you know. And he had these weird pants. Anyways. The next day, man, man, I went over there and complained to the damn concierge, man, because I couldn't sleep. And he and he goes, "Well, sir, you slept in the most haunted room in this building." He goes, "What?" And it ended up being that 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 was the old colonel's room, and there was mm. like colonel that built this hotel, and that was his room. You know that that he stayed in that room because they used to do hunting, and um. And I was like, well, what about the kids, man? He goes, they're just shoulder kids. When they're being that in the in the 1800s or 1900s, wherever they was built, families would go out there hunt for the whole, like, like whenever they're hunting season. So they'll leave their kids in the fourth floor. You know, that's what the nursery was at. Well, a lot of these kids would die from, like, smallpox or yellow fever. And, and they would die in that area, you know. And that's why there's so many haunted, like, so many kids there. And like we didn't know this, we didn't know this at all, at all, man. You know, like at all. If I would have known that, I would never would have stayed there. But you know, but that, that hotel is gorgeous. If you ever get to stay there, man, don't stay in the fourth floor. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> if you want to sleep, yeah. If you want to sleep, <laughs> if you want to sleep, exactly. Damn kids, and, um, man. <laughs> no. it, it's but you know what's the scary thing about the no, you know, standing hotel isn't scary. It, it just there's just ghosts there. There's a lot of ghosts and stuff. But um, I think the scariest place for me, anyways, is uh, probably like San Antonio. You know, I think San Antonio has a lot of dead things there, man. Everywhere, like I always get what they call the Scooby sense. You know, it's like, oh shit, I know, I got this sense. I I do this ghost tour. I well, I did it before COVID, but I did this ghost tour in Dallas and. and <laughs> I didn't take, take people to these really haunted spots, you know, but to me, like, to a regular person haunted is like a five, you know, like, like you know, but to me, I mean, if I take their place, it's going to be a 20 on the haunted scale, you know, instead of a, from one to 10, to like, it's a 20. <laughs> and uh, so I take these people to these haunted spots, man. And uh, there are no cliffs, by the way. And uh, one time this older dude, oh, like, this, he was like in his 30s, and he started crying, man. I was like, what's wrong with you, man? He goes, no, man, I don't want to be in this tour anymore. He's like, why? Because I feel this really bad energy and stuff. And I said, shit, you know, because I, because I make him sign a waiver. I make him sign a waiver that when something happens to you, it's not my fault, you know, because I'm really taking you to these really haunted spots. 
in the OC, you know? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, man. You know, I take him to this place. Um, uh, what is it? I'm sure you have probably gone there. Just small cliff. Um, Combs Creek Bridge. You've been there? I don't think I have. I, I, everybody's been there once, you know, in their lifetime. It's that bridge over there by, um, uh, by Mountain View, I think. And okay. it's like a railroad. And then you go underneath it and it's supposedly haunted. Remember? I don't know if anyone of y'all remember that. I, I've but, been I've been to Mountain View, but I don't think I've ever been in that bridge. Oh man, it, it's it's you have to go before they knock it down. There, I think the city does will knock it down. But man, that it's an old Civil War bridge. Back back in the day, they used to hang like slaves from that bridge. You know, the runaway slaves and the the uh, the Texas Rangers used to hang from that bridge too. So it, it's also called the Hangman's Bridge. Well, anyways. There's this really scary ghost story from that place. This isn't my story. This is some. This is the urban legend. I don't know if you heard it. You want, you want to hear it? It's, yeah, yeah. It is very scary. Okay. Um, well, that bridge is haunted by a ghost named Henry. And it's also haunted by a little girl that got run over by a car. But Henry is, is the most scariest one because supposedly he's buried underneath the bridge. And what happened was that, and I heard, you know, I heard this story from a lunch lady at my school. And and she was a black uh, lunch lady, and she was really old. And she told me about this this, this uh, goat, this man called, they used to call him Shorty. And um, and he was, like, supposedly a child molester. And, and, and what he used to do, he used to go walk around Oak Cliff and, and, uh, with a stick and the bag, and he'd kill cats. You know, he'll pop them in the head and put them in a, in a bag. And he would walk around the, the neighborhood banging on, on uh, cans and these cats would come out and he'll hit them and then he'll put them in a bag and stuff, right? So the kids would call him the cat man, you know, the cat man, the cat man come in. And, he, and I think he was a little bit like mentally challenged. So people would make fun of him and he, he would carry this sack with cats in his bag and stuff and walk around. Well, one day, supposedly, he he, took his, he worked at, uh, at, the, at the train station. And what he did for the train station, he would like fix the 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 train thing, you know, like the rails. So he was out there, chasing, you know, he was out there by Combs Creek because that it's a it's a train bridge. He was out there and he chased his cat, and his foot got stuck in between the uh, the wood, and he knocked himself out. So what happened was a train came by and ran him over, and his head cut his head off in his hand. And it, his head fell into the creek down below, and they never found it. And back in those days, if you died while working at a, you know, for the railroad, you had no family that would bury you right next to the place you died. So they would put, just dig a hole and just throw you in there. Right? Especially he, he was an ex slave you know, back in the days. I'm talking about like early 1800s. I mean, early 1900s or late 19, in like late 1800s. And he, this guy was older. So they buried them somewhere around that you know area. So now people say that like around that neighborhood and around Top of the Cliff, if you say that Henry's name, that he'll show up. And the, the way you'll know he's around you is because the cats will start crying. They're like meow, meow. Yeah. You can hear a train coming, and if you can hear both at the same time, the train and the cats crying, that means Henry is around your house. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Way, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, lovely. That, he will, that he, he will crawl towards your mm-hmm. window and knock on your window or get it underneath your house and go through your cross space and stuff. And, and you know, he would look for his head, you know. So that that's a, that's a, well, anyways, that's a story, you know. When, so when I did my ghost story, I told people that story. Mm-hmm. And then it had, it had this, and the odd thing about that area too, is that there's a lot of suicides there. Every year, somebody kills himself in that same spot, dude. And then, and back in the night, and like in the seventies, the house next to it, there's a house like, like literally right next to it. There was an axe murder there. Somebody had killed their family, and then ever since then, nobody's lived in the house. And all this same little area. So you know, when I do my ghost story, I go there, and um, I uh, this dude had this little like recorder. You know, and he was recording, talking about, like, oh, you're here, you know, let me know. And he goes, who's this? 
and it goes Henry. And remember, I just told him that story about Henry, right? Man, he started freaking out. And he goes, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And man, he just, whatever he felt, man, he, it made him cry. You know, and it was a grown man. He was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't I don't want people to get followed home, you know, because this thing is a real thing, you know. It's, it's a real person, a real spirit and stuff. And, I, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for because I'm, I'm t- it's like you want to go see a shark, right? Mm-hmm. And I take it with shark, but said that this shark is like a jaws, you know, it's like a big shark. And so it, it, it always warned people. Yeah, this man, I track these things to me, and um, and uh, and our last stop in that tour is this house called the Demon House, and this house, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Like if you live in Oak Cliff, you've seen this house. It's off the freeway by Tomby. It's um, if you're going down the freeway and then you look up and just really crazy looking house, right at the corner by the edge of the woods, and it, it, it you know you can see it now if you ever go that way. And that's by kind of like by the zoo. Anyways, that's what we call the demon house. And the reason we call it demon house is because this little boy that haunts that house. It's a it's a demon boy. Because nobody, no kids ever lived there. So we can't explain why this little kid haunts that place. And that is the most paranormally active location we have. Every time somebody takes a picture, they see a little kid in the window. You know, and supposedly if, if uh, the house is sealed, like somebody had like locked the doors and, and nobody lives there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to, to a neighbor that, that lives around there. He goes that the reason they steal the house is they can't sell it because it's cursed or it has a little demon inside the house. It's like, holy shit, that's the same thing I've heard. You know, like, man, this is true. I have pictures that you want to see, man. People send me pictures of this house all the time. And you can see a little boy inside the window. Like, not not like buried. No, you could see him. You could see his face, see everything. So, and the thing about this kid is that he, he'll... He looks like a three-year-old, like a four-year-old, and he'll run from you, you know. And he, and he appears to you like around four in the morning, so you, you you're kind of worried, like, what is this little kid doing out here? So you finally catch up to him, and what he does, he'll ask you three times, "Hey, do you want to be my friend?" And when he's a little kid, it's like, "Sure, why not?" And he'll ask you again, "Are you sure you want to be my friend?" And again, you tell him, "Yeah, sure, why not?" You know. And then the last time he'll tell you, he'll tell you, you sure you want to be my friend? Because if you're not my friend, and if you tell anybody where I live, I'll kill you. So you turn around like, what the, f-? you know? Yeah. And he goes, sure. What's a three-year-old, four-year-old going to do to me, right? So he turns around. He's all burnt. He has no fingers. He, he looks like a like, pretty cougar. He starts running towards you because he wants you to hug him. And the first thing you do is run, right? Well, anyways, that you know, when I was in the Sunset, I um, I had a friend named Mikey, and um, and he, he you know, he lived in the same neighborhood I did. And um, around two in the morning, he started knocking into my window. He goes, "Hey man, let me in, let me in, let me in, dude." And my brother was like, "Dude, don't let him in. He's probably getting chased by cops or something." You know, and we told him, "No, nah, man, just come in." So he, you know, he runs around, he runs around to the front door and we let him in and he shuts the door and it locks it. And I told, I told, we told him, what the, what the hell are you bringing over here, dude? We don't want any trouble, you know. I was like, no, man, just let's go to your room real quick. Let's go to your room. So he, he, we take him to our room because my room was a blue room, which is had no windows, you know. And we're there sitting on the floor and he goes, just, just be quiet, be quiet. He goes, don't say anything. And like, is somebody chasing you? What the hell's going on, you know? And he goes, I can't tell you, man. I can't tell you. He goes, my brother goes, tell us, please. Tell us the host. Hold on. He goes, well, he goes, I was over there by, by you know, South Oak Cliff. And we were, they were spray painting that demon house. But this is in high school, right? Mm-hmm. They were spray painting that area. And back then, it was all woods there. There was no house. There was no school, nothing. It was all woods. So the only way to get to the house is a little trail. And then you get to the house. And um, they were spray painting the house, and it was him and his two other friends. And then he sees this little boy that ran from the woods into the house. 
And he goes, man, this little kid shouldn't be in this house, you know? So he, he runs and follows this little boy down to the basement. And then Mikey said that he found him next to the boiler room because it's out of the basement. And he, and he, he goes, he tells the little boy, hey, um, he goes, you shouldn't be here. You should come with me. I'll take it to your mom, your dad, whatever. And he goes, no, I live here. And he goes, no, you don't. You don't live here. He goes, yeah, I, I live here. You know. And, and he goes, well, come come with me anyways. I don't want to leave you by yourself. And he, and he asks him, the little boy asks Mikey, hey, do you want to be my friend? Mikey's like, what? I goes, come on, man, let's go. And and he goes, no, no, you have to be my friend. And you can't tell anybody where you found me because if you do, I'll kill you and your friends. And then Mike goes, what? I said, you're crazy. So Mike tries to pick him up. And the kid, like, he makes him look like, like more into the corner. And he goes, yes, I'll be your friend. He goes, do you promise? Because if you tell anybody where you saw me, I'll kill you and anybody that you told. And so he goes, sure, sure, whatever, you know, whatever. And Mikey agrees, and he turns around, and he said that he, the little kid was all burned, that he only had, like, two fingers, and the other hand was all burned. And so he ran, out, you know, him and his friends ran out the house, and they started running, and the little kid takes them. They were chasing behind him, so they split up in two, uh, three different locations, because they all live in different locations in North Cliff. Mm-hmm. Mikey doesn't live in Cliff, he lived in Garland, but he was staying with his grandma, but I was the coldest house dude that he knew. So he started knocking on my door. And my brother goes, hold on, hold on. You let, you let this thing to my house? And he goes, yeah. And at the minute he says that, somebody knocks on the door like this. Like, and I was like, who the hell is that? So my brother goes to the, to the front door, and he, and he looks out the window, and there's nobody there. The minute he does that, somebody knocks on the back door. I said, shit. I mean, not like knocking. I'm talking like savagely knocking. Mm. So my brother runs back door and he looks into the window and there's nobody there. And the minute he does that, somebody knocks under on the ground underneath the house. <laughs> and then we jump, man. We run back to the our room with our praying and praying and we could hear this little kid laughing outside, you know. And then I told Mikey, whatever you brought home, he wants he wants to get in. And we prayed all night, dude. And finally the sun came up. And then we told him, get the hell out, man. And he ran home, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, But whatever it was, it came for us. And that's the same house I take people on the ghost tour to. So, yeah, I always tell people, if you see a little kid, don't you know. Don't be his friend. Don't be his friend. Now that I told you guys. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oscar, are you are you still doing this this tour? Uh, uh, before COVID reasons, we can't, you know, because of the bus. And it, usually we get like twenty people, and it, it's less than twenty. It's not really worth it because it's, it's you know, it's right. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's it's um it's real well this COVID thing is real dangerous because it's a bus. It's an enclosed space. Yeah. And it, and we usually sell out really fast and. and so we, we we're not sure how logistically we could do it, you know, without putting people's lives in danger. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. So we we so we decided not to do the tour because you know my, my dad was a bus driver right now, and he's older, so I don't want to get him infected. And you could do there for fun. You could do fun. like a a virtual tour. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking of doing that. I was thinking of just go by myself and then just show people this thing. But then I was thinking, I um. No, because these things follow me home. Yeah, I, um, it it you know, and a lot of weird shit happens. Dude, every time I do this tour, something happens all the time. Never fails, man. Never fails. Like somebody knocked on my door at midnight, or like around through the yeah. Nobody, my car alarm goes off because I have a Tesla, right? Tesla has cameras everywhere. It goes off all the time, and just in my house, nowhere else it does that. Just in my house. Right. And then my ring goes off all the time. And then I could hear a little sobbing here and there, you know. And it, it, it trust me, it, 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 I have to, every time I do the tour, man, I, I have to, like, you know what barrer means with the egg, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, uh, it, it, my mom does that because she says I shouldn't do that because I'm inviting things over. And uh, yes, she's 100% right. Because I could, I mean, I, 
oh my god, so many weird stuff has happened in it. People have taken my tour. They stuff happens to them, you know. And I feel bad because I they asked for this, you know. Yeah, but I'm just giving what what they want, you know. But a lot of these places I take them to, I've never been investigated ever. Yeah, ever not. Um, these places are, are like super haunted, man. I tell you what, I I'd love to go to these parts where you had the Ooh, like the Bigfoot stuff. I would love to go back over there just to check it out. Oh yeah, man! You know what? You can, dude. It, 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 if you want to check it out, look, it, it, in all these places are pretty. Um, what is it like? You know what Lake Cliff is there? Mm-hmm. Lake Cliff. Okay, there's a Seven Eleven right next to it. Okay. Right. Well, back in the back in the day, there, there was there was a Seven Eleven, and then there was a polar bear, right? You know, across the street from from um, from from Lake Cliff. Well, all that area is where people saw the Bigfoot. All that little area, but now there's a lot of buildings there. But well, back in back in the nineties, the it was nothing out there. Yeah, it was it was it was it was vacant lots, wooded area. Now it's not like that. Now it's all condos and and uh, they you know condos and luxury living. It's, it's still there, but it's never polar bear. I think they knocked down polar bear. Already, but we'll probably that, see that a- area. We'll probably see a Bigfoot with an HOA. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, but you, you can still hear howls, man. Uh, yeah. Right, especially around this time. People hear howls down that way. Yeah, I like believe towards. it. I work in Las Colinas, yeah. and I see all kinds of... I work nights over there, too, and I see all kinds of wildlife you wouldn't expect because, I mean, there's a lake and a canal and... There's a creek by... Turtles and, there's a creek close know, by there, too. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the Oak Cliff has tunnels. Yeah, uh, there tunnels all over the place, and, and uh, these are tunnels built like in the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. There's an underground city under Dallas, so so if something was hiding down there, that'd be a good place. That'd be a good place. Yeah, you know because it's huge, man. It's yeah. Look it up whenever you have a chance. Look up Dallas uh, underground tunnels or uh, underground city, and it, it, the bootleggers used to use it to smuggle alcohol. Across Dallas, you know, because you, you could take a tunnel from Dallas, from Oak Cliff, all the way to downtown Dallas. Wow! And uh, and there's so, so there's there's a lot of tunnels, like a huge tunnel system under Dallas. And so it, theoretically, if there was a Bigfoot, and it was living in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. it would be down there. You know, what I mean, it was perfect area because it, all the tunnels entrances are at parks. There's one in Kid Springs, the entrance in Kid Springs. And there's one in Lake Cliff, mm. you know, the entrance. So, I mean, and it, it's funny because have you ever seen the Texas, uh, what is it, the uh, Chuck Norris show, Texas uh, Ranger? Or yeah, yeah, Fox yeah. Or whatever that Walker, Walker, well, Texas in Ranger. One those, in one of those episodes, he goes down into the tunnels and stuff. And, and uh, so, that yeah, they, they show him that in one of those. Um, I forgot what, what series, I mean, what um, episode it was. Episode, yeah. He chases yeah, he chases somebody like through the tunnels, you know. It, it, so it's still there. Like people still do urban exploration down there. Um, yeah. So it, it's, uh, Oscar, we're I at think. we're at the two hour mark. Um, <laughs> uh, number one, I wanted to thank you for coming on and tell us these all these great Absolutely. stories. Um, is there? I mean, I know we said it earlier, but uh, just want to say it again. Uh, what's What's the best way for someone to get in touch with your books and how to? How to, get, how to get it online. Yeah, yeah it, it just go to the www.getfollow.com or look me up on, on uh, Google. Just type my name, Oscar Mendoza. Okay. Those stories. And I'm all over the place. I, I, I do podcasts all the time. and People always interview me from all over the world. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's you know, I'm on Netflix too. My books are really scary. They're both audiobooks. Um, I suggest you get those because the first one's a uh, guy from um, some kind of theater company did it. He did an awesome job and it's super scary. And the second one, another act, an actor from LA made did it and he did a pretty good job too. So, I mean, if you like scary stuff, like really scary stuff, that you in the books, man. Yeah. Or, or nice. read my books. Okay. Or, or watch me on Netflix, on Travel Channel. And then. My movie's coming out hopefully like around January. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey man, I'd, I'd love to have you back on and, 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 um, and push that whenever, whenever you're available. Oh yeah, man. I, you know, I only told you maybe 10% of my story. Oh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, nice. Okay. It's, there's a lot of stories that, that I, I didn't tell you, like the smiling man, or the pig man. And, yeah. Like you don't have, you know, I have a Yorona story too, but I'll tell you later. Right on. Um, well, thank you again. Thank you for coming on. Um, uh, we'll I'll, I'll post this later on tonight. So, um, and then I'll, po- yeah, I'll post part two for ne- like next week. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Anytime you want to talk about ghosts, yeah, or, or you know, it, 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 uh, anything really, because I, 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 you know, I also believe in Bigfoot. You know, I, I have my theories what Bigfoot is. By the way, I didn't get to that, but I have a feeling why I could see him. Yeah, I have a feeling. I, 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 you know, but that's a different story. But yeah, we can I, we can we can talk about it next time you come on, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm I'm gonna have you back on. I I just want you to I know. always say I like when we yeah, have good guests because yeah. it makes my job easier. I don't have to do a whole lot. And just <laughs> let y'all run with it. I just let you throw in some commentary. It feels like a break. No, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, on. You know, and hope nothing follows you home tonight. You know, yeah. Very oh, well. What else would they we do? Always, we already have a yeah. little. We have a. We have a third roommate already. So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell you, that, Oscar. We got, I got some stuff going on here, and uh, I see it all the time. And, um, but I, you know, it's, it's. I don't feel it's you know evil or anything like that. It's just, I just see it. But anyway. Yeah. We can we can talk I, about I, it I in another time. Yeah, I can tell you one thing. Every place is haunted, man. Oh yeah, it's, I have. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, they're everywhere. We just, some are louder than others. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, Like I said. Everybody, good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for having me. I must bid you adieu, and so, good bye, <laughs> and good night, bye! <laughs>